Welcome back to Push Push. I'm Danielle Davis. I'm Shannon Kessler. And we are your girlfriend's guide to Formula One racing. And we're back. We had a little week off because your girl was booked and busy. Well, you were booked and busy and the Emila track was underwater. So we really Ugh. didn't have a... Uh, we were both seven. underwater. <laughs> yes it honestly was super fitting because i was also underwater not to like underscore the tragedy that happened to them a little because it is yeah. very sad but i was also underwater <laughs> we um, didn't know that f1 actually... would parallel our lives so much but you know here we are <laughs> i was just slowly drowning but i actually was at another uh Another box-to-box production event. I was at the PGA Championship, a sporty girl. Look at you, just a sports icon in the making. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did have some like DMs on my personal IG that was like, is this your new podcast now? (laughs) Should we start a full swing podcast? Come on. 100% The commentary alone that we could give to golf would be so insightful for all that view. Uh, yes, because we would give the girlfriend's guide and insight to golf. It wouldn't be anything important that any anybody would care about, but it would be what we care we, about. Yeah, and there's so, so little I actually care about, though. Like at the actual, I mean, I loved the PGA tournament, and I'm very excited about it. But like, and I feel like I do know a lot about golf because my husband is a very avid golfer. But I, I think because of that, I am. Mm, it rubs you the I wrong way. The, I don't have the passion for it. Yeah. I have the appreciation, but not the passion. Appreciation, not passion. And see, I I might be the opposite because I don't really have an appreciation for watching golf, but I really like learning how to play. Like I'm starting in a Wednesday group with women and- You know, I I told them like they're playing nine. I'm like, guys, listen, this is how we need to do it. It needs to be three holes. That's it. And each hole is sponsored by a different cocktail. So that way, if you get lost on one hole, you're like, you know what? I can't wait to get hole six because I know they got strawberry margaritas over there. And that's going to really bring me back for the third (laughs) hole. And then that's golf. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why does it have to be so many holes? So many. So many. So much commitment. I'm a low commitment. So much time. Give me just three holes, three cocktails, and I'm good to go. In and out. Yeah. It's like support that. It's like a sprint, sprint quality for the golf circuit. <laughs> I figured it out. I see this is why we need to start a golf edition to the push push No. I don't think <laughs> Come so. Come on, please, Daniel, please. <laughs> it could be in the same network, but it could you'd have to find another host. Although I could give some nice insights. I got a lot yeah. of like I'm into the gossip of it, but not like Again, that's what we all care play. about in this particular sport. <laughs> I, I just don't have the passion for the details like I do for F1. And that's why we're I here. I get today. it. Yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah. This isn't a golf podcast. This is actually a Formula <laughs> One podcast, which, but by the way, it was cool. Yeah, that yes, that is really neat. And it, I, I would like to give you a shameless plug. Daniel, why were you at the PGA tournament? Um, I was at the PGA championship in Rochester because my PR firm here in Louisville will be, is the local agency of record for the 2024 PGA championship that will be held here at Valhalla Golf Club. That is so. lemonade PR for anyone interested. <laughs> she didn't plug it, but I will. Cause that's my girl. I'm so proud of her. Boss ass bitch. And she's doing big things. Yes. It's very exciting. It's going to be yes. great. So if okay. any of you guys are going to come in town, if you are also golf girlies holler, cause it's going to be a good time. Holler I got all the racks. Holler. I'm your Louisville girl. 
<laughs> yes, you do. You are like the unofficial mayor of Louisville. And we appreciate that. Honestly, I think it's great. <laughs> but yeah, so I was underwater. Ibola was underwater. That was sad, sad. It was so us. sad. Oh my gosh. That was really heartbreaking to see. Like I rem- I, I oh, kept getting yeah. like updates of like, okay, and I think they're going to clear the track. I think, and this was, I think Thursday, maybe it might even been Wednesday. Wednesday. I think um, it was Wednesday. It was earlier in the week and you know, people had already gotten to the track and then they were like, okay, Ugh. we have 30 minutes to evacuate the track because shit's getting real. And I remember I looked at this and I was like, oh, this is this isn't just like a little like rain flooding that they're worried about. Like this is a severe situation and it yes. escalated very quickly. So, um, fast. so fast. And, you know, it is really it's a it's a tragedy what happened there. And I, you know, I do feel for the people and the, you know, the community that was affected by this. And and they made the right choice. The F1 they, made, they definitely they made FIA and the F1 made the like correct choice. There's obviously it was a natural disaster, but I'm glad they called yeah. it like early and not were waiting because I read some articles about that, about how they like waited at the, to the very end and like they made yeah. the right choice. So absolutely for did. them so, for that. <laughs> hey, look, F1 got it right. <laughs> we'll put that in a <laughs> small marginal corner of things that Tiny. they do right <laughs> in the sport. Um, but I, I do want to say I, I really appreciated um, the 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 Yuki appreciation post. I mean, he was out there because <gasps> AlphaTauri is their home base is in. Yes. Fren- is it Frenza? Frenza? How do you pronounce that? I, I don't I forget what the I have. Because I think it's a neighboring city. Yeah. Yeah. And he was out there helping the cleanup efforts. I mean, he took this upon himself and I he got some flack for this for with some people. Why? And I'm like, you guys. He has a platform that's reaching millions of people. And if he has the ability to help get help to someone and people that need help, he's going to do it. And that was, I feel 100% the right thing for him to do. Some people are like, oh, it's a PR stunt. He's just doing it for promotion. And I'm like, he's not. Like, this is like, you could tell from, he's just, you know, he's passionate about things that he enjoys, obviously. And he enjoys his family in Formula One. And this is something that he felt compelled and, you know, pulled to do. And he did the right thing. He's helping clean up. He's helping with disease, disease, uh, disaster relief. Yuki is a king. Like this is what, what do you want him to does. do. Yeah, I don't. I again, I mean, yeah, you're people like, are weird. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, what do yeah. you not want him to do anything? And then you're saying, oh, he's insensitive and like that he, like he should yeah. be doing more. And then he does more. And then people are saying it's a PR stunt. Like, get the, get out of here. Get the right. fuck out, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, I didn't see anybody else like pushing the broom with the water. And so like. No. Whether it's a PR stunt or not, it's a good, if it was a PR stunt, it's a good PR stunt because he was actually doing the work, not just being. Yeah. But also enough. Yeah. I, I mean, why? Like, de- Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I totally agreed. I looked at this and I was like, is it a slow news day? Does nobody have anything else to talk about? Like, well, I don't know. Maybe help the people that are actually in need of help here, yeah. which is what Yuki is doing. Ugh. This is just a complaining. This is just because people have one too much time on their hands and two, like nothing else to talk about because like the man is doing good work enough. Justice for Yuki. Justice for Yuki. (laughs) Why are people so terrible? Anyways. Well, you know what? He gets my, I'm sorry, go ahead. What about how Seb is like actually a sensei and predicted? I mean, his, his shirt said Miami was the first underwater GP, but Seb's out here, like I told you all, we need yeah, to get this client. It was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He knew. Seb, he knew. Seb knows. Seb always knows. Um, but that that is, I'm going to give Yuki my driver of the day and my pole position this week yes. because he was doing the most. He's a king. I loved him. He is a king. 
He's king. And we salute. Um, we have no choice. But yeah, I, I mean, I was very sad about it. I feel like if that doesn't really sum up Ferrari season in a, <laughs> I mean, it's, we're, it's also underwater. Speaking I, of Ferrari, have you seen the pictures of sweet, sweet Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz playing soccer in this celebrity yes, it's on soccer my news match? And notes. Oh, is okay. Then we'll get to that well, when we get to it. Cause Carlos's injury because well, <laughs> it's like they it's like they're just setting up them it's all they do is set them up for failure why <laughs> why protect them at all costs do not throw them in traffic all they're doing <laughs> is just setting them up for failure they're like we're gonna fail on the course we're gonna fail in the life we're gonna fail in your press yeah. appearances <laughs> it's too much uh, no wonder Charles is out here writing these piano ballads of just despair. Because yeah. the man is, is it's, uh, he's being treated unfairly across the board. Yeah. It's, it's not good. It's, it's just not good. I feel, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> that picture of him falling, I think it should be banned from the internet. Like, you know how they, the monarchy protects yeah. their, you know, any like embarrassing photos. Like also where is that amazing Ferrari PR girl? Why is she letting them post this? <laughs> she must be on holiday. I don't, that's the only thing I can think of. But have, did, did you see his comment on that post? No. Oh, it's great. Hang on. I'm going to pull up real quick. But <laughs> he's act, I mean, he's funny. Charles is funny. Um, no, he's a, he's a king. He is a king. Oh, wait. It's, I think Aren't it timed king out. Charles. Dang it. But he the was F1 like. King Charles knows. <laughs> yeah. The, the post is gone. But it was something like it was you know, Charles being flipped upside down on the soccer field. And he's like, clearly I've got soccer skills. Like it was, I mean, he was making a joke of himself falling yeah, on the ground, he's in it on was, it. you know, it was funny, but I will say the highlight of the past two weeks for me personally. Oh, we know I'm ready for it. F1 Royal wedding of Chloe Stroll and Scotty James. Oh, it was the wedding I could not consume fast enough. I mean, I get it. She can't invite people she doesn't know, but I really would have liked to enter a lottery and have won a ticket to said wedding. And I went deep, guys. I mean, I don't usually go this deep on things like yeah, this, you were but committed. I was committed and I was tapping on every because she reposted a lot of people's stories. So I would tap on that person's story. And then I was getting a whole different look from a whole different angle of people I don't know. But now I'm very convinced that me and Angela from Tuscany could be BFFs if we were ever put in the same room <laughs> together having a cocktail. So, uh, you know, I think she took a page out of she took a page from Sophia Ritchie, who also was doing a lot of that, like yes. sharing her friends. Like she made it seem like obviously these were fam like extremely rich, famous people's weddings, but it felt kind of like the fancy girl in your neighborhood's wedding. Like yeah. it felt like, you know, the your your neighborhood rich girl's wedding because she was sharing like all the content that her friends posted, which a lot of times you don't get with celebrity weddings because mm -hmm. it's so guarded. And I loved that part of it. She she did, I feel like the Sophia Richie Chloe Stroll wedding one two punch was a great start to yes. the summer. It was perfect. I mean, it was the, the the weddings that we need. And I loved the um I know that you went hard in the paint on Sophia's wedding and I love you Sophia. Europe days. It was fantastic. But I was here for every single look that Chloe was serving us for her wedding. Oh, yeah. She had a different look for everything, and I was here for 
all of it. You want a reception dress? Got it. You want a rehearsal dress? Got it. You want six wardrobe changes day of? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, hair, makeup, people that just sit and fan our armpits. I mean, I'm here for it all. I loved it. <laughs> you know what I loved about this wedding? Also, Sophia Richie's too, but this one's specifically is that it just looked like everyone was having fun. Yes. Like, I feel everyone like you was, don't get a lot yes. of celebrity weddings where it like looks like people actually yeah. are friends and having a good time. And like, this looked like a good time. It was great. I mean, you know, it's going to be a good wedding when the welcome gift is a survival kit that has emergency tequila. Like Scotty and Chloe know what's up. And if you yeah, don't know who party. these people are, Chloe Stroll is daughter of Lawrence Stroll, sister of Lance Stroll of Aston Martin. This is how we kind of get into this lane of who the hell is Chloe Stroll and why do we care? Then she is married now to Scotty James, who is an Australian Olympic snowboarder who happens to be best friends with Daniel Ricardo. So Lance is actually the who world introduced um, Chloe to Scotty. And when she when he introduced him, she was like, Lance was like, Chloe, I'm pretty sure I found the guy you're going to marry. So hats huh. off to Lance Stroll. Also, we're, we're Lance Stroll's fans now, I think. I, we are. We are Lance Stroll fans. Um, it's been a really like a wild ride for us, but I, I think know. that we are fully on Lance Stroll's team now. Totally. I, you know, I think he's the stroll out of the male strolls that we're obviously going to be fans of. But here's a weird thing. I don't think it's weird because Lance walked Chloe down the aisle, which I yeah. don't find to be weird. You I just have a big conspiracy about this. that we didn't see many pictures of Lawrence Stroll at all. I saw one that he was in the background and it was Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas. And like, we know that they're buddies and um, Susie and Toto were also at this wedding. And we know that they're Susie and Toto were at Lawrence and Raquel's wedding in Italy two or three summers ago. Um, wow. You are really writing a full thesis guy when i say when i went deep, goes deep, I went deep. <laughs> it goes deep i'm gonna find an excerpt from somebody's journal during this wedding and i'm gonna i'm gonna figure that out this yes. many background notes i know i know a whole episode on this we need a patreon so you could have done a whole episode oh i should have missed the boat again damn it um yeah. But that is, it was very odd that we didn't see any pictures of Lawrence. And like, there weren't any of her and him together. She didn't post any. I have a theory about this. But there was one friend who posted a picture of Lawrence holding Chloe. Chloe looked to be around three years old at the time. So I'm assuming that the girl who posted the picture was also one of the little girls also in this picture. And it was Lawrence and Chloe's mom in this photo. Lawrence looked like a doting father like he looked like a normal dude i think this would be pre-villain era so i really again would like to know his origin story on how he got to be the villain stroll because it looked at this point in time the key was still like you know daddy hearts in chloe's eyes kind of thing but i'm like where did it go wrong i don't know see i just have a theory about this is that he like just is so like djf about certain things like this and you know he probably was like do whatever you want. Have your big fancy wedding. Here's all the money. But he like, maybe he was also like giving her a little bit of the shine, but he's kind of a grumpy guy. And I feel like maybe also, I think there's probably some drama with the mama, you know, but maybe okay. he's just yeah. like, I don't want to like, this is not my thing. Like I know Lauren Stroll does give me a lot of similar vibes of my very gruff stepdad. And like, he didn't really <laughs> want to be in a bunch of stuff either. And, you know, maybe he's just probably like sitting in the corner overseeing the wedding, like big mob boss style. 
like from the balcony watching over but it's like i don't have i don't have time to do the rehearsal dinner i don't have time to do the this the that just like show me where to show up and i and i feel like it's kind of that detached yeah (laughs) but i'm i'm you know how many weddings have you seen and maybe sophia richie like she posted pictures of her with the father-daughter dance right she posted her and her dad walking her down the aisle. I don't know if I remember seeing any from the father daughter. There probably was, but her dad was obviously, you know, Lionel yeah. was doing the most. He was performing. He was very was busy, like, you know, yeah. at the wedding. So I just, as you know, one I, would expect, you know, he's going to go all night long. So, <laughs> you know, he's been dancing on the ceiling. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think that Lionel and Lawrence give up the same No, they're not energy. the same. Yeah, don't get it. You know, Lionel loves a spotlight. Lawrence only likes a spotlight when he has a point to make or a dig to make. So maybe he didn't have any of those to make at this wedding. I don't know. <laughs> Lawrence wears sunglasses inside. And like the very specific man that wears, older man that wears a sunglass inside, like they're not doing all that. They're not, want, they're not sentimental. They don't want the bullshit. Oh, now, see, I'm going to, I have... I have very eye sensitive, like sensitivity. So like I too can't wait to the appropriate age in which I can wear sunglasses inside because a lot of light does start to hurt my eyes. So like maybe for him, he's got old eyes and he needs help. I don't know. <laughs> but I, just, I, I mean, if I anybody like knows. I can relate to yeah. this story. Yeah. I just yeah. relate to feel like, I just feel like I know who Lawrence is at his soul. And it's like, he just wants to yell at people about the cars and he really only cares about that. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have time for anything. Okay. Well, we'll be doing it. Give us another three week break and we might have more. We know we'll uncover more. All right. Well, let's talk Monaco. Oh, yes. Monaco. Here we go. I don't know what's going on in your news and notes, but do you have the Mercedes upgrades that we're getting for Monaco? No, but I'm going to let you talk about the okay. Mercedes upgrades because I know we're going to get like, well, we were supposed to get them at Imola, but obviously no race. Yeah, so correct. we're getting like a whole new car, correct? We're getting a lot of news. Oh, um, okay. Sorry. My husband was sending me some uh, ESPN stories. He's like, you might want to cover this on pod today. <laughs> like, Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Does he know that I do news and notes? I was like, this is Danielle's segment, not Dan's segment. So slow your roll. <laughs> um, but uh, they're bringing new revised side pods front suspension and a new floor to the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what this is going to do for the silver arrows. Do you think this is going to fix all the problems? No, I don't. I mean, there's I not really that. Big. There's not been that many. <laughs> the, the problems that they have to fix come in the terms of Alonzo come from Checo and come from Max. Like Those are the three problems we got to fix. <laughs> no, I don't, but I am hopeful. Put it on your grave. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at least you're hopeful. I'm not. I am so. hopeful. I, I have nothing but hope to y'all. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm excited to see this. I mean, I was, I feel like it was in my nose and notes last week, but then, you know, then we didn't have an episode or a race and it's like, now we get to see it. Um, I do have a little, I don't have this F1 unlocked account, so I can't even see the pictures of it, but F1 has, um, F1.com has, or formula1.com has, has, uh, pictures of it. Um, but you have to be a a member and you can go to um, ESPN.com like ESPN F1 has them on their site. So you can can see them there. It looks, it looks sweet. Like it looks like a premium ride. 
So oh, can't wait. Do you great. know who else is launching a new, well, it's not a full new ride, but a new livery is, uh, this is if this is not the most peak McLaren thing of all time. It's like oh, let's just distract you with a different livery because the car sucks. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you know what else are they gonna do? <laughs> McLaren to run one off triple crown livery at Monaco Grand Prix as part of 60th anniversary celebrations. Basically, you know, they're just like, here, let's throw some more shit on this car. I mean, no, this will be there's a reason behind this, but it just seems like another ploy to be like, let's not talk about how they actually drive. But Correct. it's a special livery, which will also adorn the MCL 60 at the following race at Spain Circuit de Barcelona. It's a nod to McLaren's achievement of winning motorsports three most famous races known as the Triple Crown, which includes F1's Monaco race, IndyCar's Indy 500, and the endurance showpiece Le Mans 24 hours. So, okay, um, go McLaren. It's a cool, I mean, the, 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 the car is cool. I'll share this article to the stories. That should be a new thing I do. I will share the news and notes stories to our stories so that you okay. guys can read them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the car looks great. It's a cool, it's like white in the middle. It's like kind of a three color black or a yellow orange, but it's just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but when are you guys going to be good? Yeah. Like, uh, any hope of having that triple crown come back? We'll see. No, we should no. <laughs> um, I love it. Okay, but uh, did you know that the F one stopped Thursday practice? No, okay. like for good. Yeah, F one. Why F one stopped Thursday practice at the Monaco? At the Monaco. What is happening? I Did know. I just short out? Are you glitching uh, <laughs> at the Monaco Grand Prix? Yes. Uh, until last year, the first and second practice sessions were held on Thursday, with a day's break on Friday. And here's why it all changed. Formula One returns to the streets of Monaco for its crown jewel event this weekend, following an enforced break due to the cancellation of the Emilia Romagna. Grand Prix last weekend. Until changes made last year, drivers would have tackled the challenging twists of turns of the Principality on Thursday before taking a day off on Friday. The tradition is no more with the common Friday, Saturday, Sunday schedule firmly in place. So what changed? Uh, the Monaco Grand Prix traditionally coincides with the Monagast Ascension Day bank holiday. Oh, who knew? Oh, look at that. The holiday falls on the Friday of the event, so F1 has historically paused operation to mark the day allowing local traffic to pass through the principality streets with relative ease while local businesses were able to use the break to restock before what would be a hectic weekend period. But for 2022, the uh, F1 took the decision to remove the break day and revert to a more familiar three-day weekend schedule. So um, this is like a new, it's a, a change. That's amazing. What good Just, that's an FYI. That's less yeah. news and like more, yeah. did you know? Which did, did know? not know about this Mona Gasp bank holiday, so... Now we know. Now we know. Now we know. Did you know this is also the first year that F1 will be having the broadcast rights to the Monaco Grand Prix? Typically, they use no. um, local broadcasters who have the rights to it, but this is the first year that F1 will be broadcasting and having the rights. Oh, so will it be Sky Sports? We'll find out. Obviously. Well, I mean, I'm sure what we're watching is. Yeah. Yeah. But I read um, that and I was like, Should oh, we talk about... Can we talk about how Carlos Sainz got injured? I mean, oh, come please, on. please, please, please. I mean, I don't want any uh, injuries, but this is also like, are you serious? <laughs> Ferrari. Carlos Sainz injured ahead of Monaco Grand Prix. Carlos Sainz, a top driver for the renowned Ferrari team. Is it renowned anymore? 
um, has sustained an injury during a charity match on the Tuesday night ahead of the Monaco Grand Prix. The Spanish racing prodigy needed medical attention for an issue with his upper leg, leaving fans and teammates worried. Um, this impact is still unknown, but he's like the ta- the photo of him being taped up, which I think we've shared some stories or if you haven't seen it, we will again. It's, it's a lot of tape. Yeah. I'm like, it's his hands. It's all like his hamstring. And I'm like, that would be bad if you're in a car and like your hamstring is all jacked up. Yeah. Like for your, and it looks like it's his right leg. So like that's, that's your, that's your, your driving, yeah, leg. your driving foot. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, you know, who's, well, we're still, try, you know, seeing what's going to happen from this, but it doesn't seem like it's, I mean, it's not as bad as Lance Stroll, like not having his hands. Right. But yeah, that does seem like a, a tough injury. Do we know who the reserve driver is for Ferrari? Do you know this? Oh, that's a great question. No, I don't know. Like what happens if one and two or one of the two can't perform? I don't know. I do know um, I've seen that there is rain in the forecast for Monaco, which um, I'm not really sure. Alex Palou. Okay. Alex Palou. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm not sure that rain in Monaco would be good for anyone. You know, Monaco is one of those weird races anywhere where if you get ahead, it's like you just go ahead and crown them victorious. But rain in Monaco is a whole different story. I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, give us something. I don't want to crash, but I want some excitement. Give me something. That was an error. It's not. um, It's our reserve driver this year is in. Oh, it's Antonio Giovinazzi. Antonio Giovinazzi. I will never not want to say his name. Like, he's, it's the best name on the grid. (laughs) Is there a worse replacement, though, for Carlos Sainz than Yes, his name is Nicholas Latifi. <laughs> that would be the worst <laughs> replacement for Carlos Sainz. Uh, I said what I said. I didn't uh, take it back. <laughs> you said what you said. Uh, okay, this is a, a sporting rule, which you'll love this because you love sporting rules or sporting, yeah, rules. It's a rule. Mm-hmm. F1 to introduce new, quote, strictly enforceable speed limits at Monaco GP. Have you mm. seen this? No. Tell me more. The, the FIA have announced stricter speed limits will be in place for this weekend's Monaco Grand Prix in a bid to boost safety. The, the FIA International Sporting Code, a.k.a. Shannon's favorite book, previously stated <laughs> drivers must, quote, reduce your speed significantly, do not overtake, and be pre- prepared to change direction or stop when double yellow flags were shown. But that ruling has become stricter with drivers now required to meet a maximum speed limit. The rule will be enforced while under the safety car or virtual safety car and will only apply to areas of the track where the double yellow flags are shown. What we want to do is to provide drivers with a tool to help them during incidents and to make races even safer. Basically, they're like, everyone's going to crash and we need y'all to slow down. (laughs) Okay. When you said change direction, is that like for an exit purpose? Like I've never seen a car, an F1 car change directions before. I'm now I'm very curious. I'm going to have to look this that's up. That's <laughs> the quote. The quote is, quote, reduce your speed significantly. Do not overtake and be prepared to change direction or stop. End quote. Oh, that, okay. That would make sense if, like, because, you know, it's so narrow. So, like, if a car yeah. blocks the path, they are going to have oh, to change yeah, you directions gotta, to get to out. Yeah, around. to find yep, the closest Like what exit. happened with okay. Sergio. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Glad we walked we worked through that one. Ooh, thanks, guys. Um, so, Appreciate yeah. that. 
Um, okay. And then I have an article that I think it's too long for me to like really talk through. Um, and I don't know if any of you, if you are a subscriber of The Athletic, but they do have a lot of really great F1 coverage. Okay. Um, I'm a subscriber and I highly recommend The Athletic for so many things. All right. But especially if you're an F1 guy or girly, because they do put out a lot of content. And um, they have a really great article that came out, I think, yesterday about overtaking concerns, which has been like a huge issue. Um, and it's really great. It's got like thoughts from a bunch of different drivers, but it's basically it's called F1's overtaking concerns, maybe more complex than DRS zone lengths. And it basically addresses like the huge issue of how the season's so boring. Yeah. And that. The where the way they're changing the the DRS zones at the last minute and the way the drive the cars are changed it's it's a very detailed long article I'm going to link okay. to it um, I think you can read a couple articles for free every month but Great. Um, it talks about how the FIA has been trying to address this it has some good quotes from um, Max and Charles and uh, George and a bunch of other people basically talking about like this quote from Charles I don't think it's the right direction I think with the cars that we have at the moment it's still t- quite difficult to follow. So I think it talks a lot about how the racing is just not, hasn't been there um, yeah. this season. So I would, you know, if you're, if you're one of us, this is an article worth reading cool. because it's, you know, they talked to Lewis about it too. And um, the shortening of the DRS zones and yeah, because basically like if, if, if we keep going like this, I mean, it's not gonna be great for ratings because no, well, and no. it's, we'll link um, the athletic in the show notes. So if you do want to become a subscriber, we'll give you a little link that you can pop in there and, yeah. and subscribe. Um, but to this point, there's, there's been a conversation. Not sponsored, of, but sponsored. No, not please. sponsored. <laughs> yes. um, a conversation about sports and then entertainment sports. So yeah. there are some sports that when you watch it's, it is entertaining, but then there are some sports that are designed for pure entertainment. I'm going to use WWE. There, It doesn't serve any purpose in the sporting realm other than entertainment. entertainment Whereas, yeah. you know, like, and even some people would say that, you know, professional football and basketball kind of lean into more entertainment than nowadays than the actual, what it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, where it was pretty much more sports driven than entertainment driven. When you look at, you know, sponsorship dollars, activations, you know, yeah. I'm going to sponsor throwing peanuts in the crowd every six minutes, you know, TV timeouts in order to get commercial ratings. Like, we know it's a business and we know money has to get made and a lot. Of, that's the easiest, you know, financial way to do so. But when you look yeah. at something like Formula One, you have to be really careful that you're not creating this world where the entertainment becomes so intertwined in the sport because it's not a sport designed for that. You can find entertainment in the sport. But I think you have to be careful when you're trying to reconfigure the rules in order to make it more entertaining for television. I would argue the other side of this. I get I 100 percent understand what you're saying, but I would argue that like professional sports in general are entertainment. I think like like Olympic sports are for the joy of the sport. But I would argue that if it's a professional athletics that that it's it's a huge portion of it is entertainment i mean nobody is sponsoring these teams and from nfl to nba to soccer for that matter for just like for the joy of sport i mean 
truly like they're not like yes we may love this but these the dollars and stuff behind it are for entertainment purposes and for how much money that this sport costs i don't think that you can ignore the entertainment aspect because you have to make money no i understand i definitely understand that aspect of it what is oh yeah something that you like well you have to be careful not to lose the balance because like i i mean for me like watching professional sports in general but specifically like professional football I find it so choreographed and so like uninteresting because if you put all of the amount of time that they actually play a two-hour game of football it's like 10 minutes it's not I mean, it's it's well ridiculous. there's a lot of conspiracy theories too that it, the NFL is scripted but well I won't again get and that, I, but that that's to my point of of that but whole you could say the same thing about this well you and again that's where it's like okay too. well we've got to be careful like is that what this is coming to? Because then it's like, yes, come on, like this, like, but it stop, is stop ruining sports, like, stop ruining the sports. <laughs> like, you don't get that in rugby. I mean, we don't watch a ton of rugby in our house, but have you ever watched rugby on TV? It's crazy. Yeah, it's like, they, those are like, those are the athletes that look like they should have been gladiators, and like, that's the lineage that which they came from. And you're like, they're not going to mess anything with that sport, but they're also, they don't yell at refs when the ref says stop, they stop. They don't get in a ref's face about a bad call or whatever. They're like, oh, that's what you said. Cool. And these are giant human beings like pushing each other around over a weird shaped ball, but very entertaining. But I mean, hockey, is however, like it the does same look way. choreographed. Like, exactly. Then that's where it's like, I mean, again, I get it. They're making it more of a consumable oh. entertainment package for TV, but in the realm Even of like, how in, much are you stripping away the actual sport to put entertainment first? But at the end of the day, you can't have a sport that's not entertaining. It's a, it's not a viable business. Correct. I mean, I get a hundred percent what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I like like watching the races a lot less because they this season. Like, I have personally thought this. I actually was thinking this the other day when we were talking about, like when I was brainstorming what we were going to talk about in our um, show this week, and I hadn't gone to it just now, but it came up. It's like, if you, we're always trying to get new people. Every person Shannon and I meet, we're like, do you like F1? Like, do you want to like F1? Do you want to come on this journey with us? And the races this season, like if, if I was trying to get one, I feel like if I was trying to get you on board this season, you'd be like, this shit is boring. Yeah. <laughs> if someone was trying to get me on board this season, yeah. I would be like, this shit is boring. And I know that there's been stretches of like sheer dominance in the sport. I'm, I know we're new, but we're not naive to the history of it or like yeah. unaware. But I'm just saying like, even, I think that even the battles from like beyond first, like, uh, you know, like we've had multiple races where the third place or second place person is just out alone in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get it. And I agree. I mean, I don't think this has been the most exciting season. And and again, I don't know if it comes off like the heels of that 2021 season where we were both fresh into the sport, but we also had the most like wheel-to-wheel combat craziest again to our enter into the sport i know that there have been way more exciting seasons than 2021 you know yeah. previously but again i'm just saying what we have knowledge of because this is when we entered the sport like that for me will go down as one of the greatest sporting seasons yeah you know ever because it was so entertaining without being scripted i didn't think well uh, well we don't except for the uh, last we, have- which we don't talk about because it really well, i mean shannon you never know though I'm going to put my tin hat back yeah. on. You never know if it <laughs> yeah. was scripted or not. But I, I mean, I'm just saying oh, this article is really great to read is a good read because like even Max Verstappen is, quote, you know, we, we know Max is the king. He's like 
running away with everything this season. And even like he's quoted in here saying like, I don't like the shortened DRS. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and he's even said some things about like the, the regular, like the changes that have been made to the cars have made it like them stiffer. And, um, so, you know, he's like, he's even on board with it. I think it's like from a top to bottom, like drivers of all different sizes are like, I don't necessarily know if the, the moves we're making right now are beneficial for the sport as a whole as right. well as the entertainment aspect of it. So, yeah, no, this is, Hey, this is open for conversation and we'd love to hear, you know, push, push, pick crew. What do you think? What are your thoughts? <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and definitely like check out this article cause it's, Oh, it's worth a read. And I like it cause I have my little F1 notes set up on my athletic and every morning I got like a oh, little, love it. This actually, okay. This is, I've been thinking about this the past couple of days and feel like if we could look at the shapes, of U.S. states, what state would make a good F1 track? Like, I think oh, the state of Kentucky would be a cool track for an F1. Yeah. You know, it's got some good corners. None of the square ones. Yeah, Montana would be terrible. Colorado. Florida. About it. Florida could be fun. Florida would be good. Texas might be the only thing Texas is good for. Just kidding. I don't, I don't want if anybody. Would have a long. It. Texas has a great long DRS. Mm-hmm. There's some good DRS <laughs> straights out there. Straight. A lot of good straightaways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sure some of those Northeast states would, like the ones that, like maybe yeah. Maryland. Is that the yeah. one that's like kind of. I'm not like, honestly, or West Virginia, not good maybe? at like looking at like, ooh, West Virginia has that like point. And Michigan yeah. has like the thumb, you know, like the mitten. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it'd just be interesting to see like, what if, which state shape could translate well into an F1 track? Uh- <laughs> These are the random thoughts that pop into Shannon's head. Mm-hmm. These are what I call shower thoughts. I'm like, huh. But yeah, shower <laughs> thoughts are where I did. That's where I thought about the thing about F1. I was thinking about the race this weekend. And then I was like, yeah. if I was trying to get somebody new to watch, they'd be like, this yeah. is not so great. This ain't it. Yeah. So that so, was my shower thought of okay. this week that I wanted to share with the group. <laughs> I, liked, I liked that shower thought. I like a random. We've been doing a lot of like, if you could be this, like, what mm-hmm. would you be like, you know, trying to yeah. engage my children in conversation? And I feel like yes. that there would be some good like F1. We could do some of like some Dang. table talk of that. Oh, I love table talk. That's good stuff. Okay. Who do you, do you have any uh, predictions for this? Um... I mean, yeah, of course I do. Max Verstappen is going to win <laughs> unless he crashes. <laughs> okay. Here I'm going to go what my, what my heart wants. And yeah, then I'm going to play out a scenario. Yeah. Okay. So this is how I see it going down. We're going to get Checo takes out Max. Okay. And we're going to get Charles is going to get on pole. And then we're going to get George Russell. And then we're going to get Alonzo. Because here's what's going to happen. Alonzo is going to do something that spooks Checo that takes out Max. Okay. And then we're going to create bad blood. And then we're going to recreate the bad blood video with the F1 grid. And Alonzo is going to be the Taylor Swift of it all. And then it's going to be the anti everybody else over here. And it's going to be a new thing. And I'm here for it. And it's the only time you're going to hear me say this, but let's go Fernando. <laughs> take out Checo, who's going to take out Max. <laughs> wow. I love this prediction. I hope this goes true. <laughs> Same. I could use this level of excitement. Like that's what I'm talking about. I need like, yes. I need some dust ups. I need some I need some bad blood. Like, yes. frankly, the most exciting thing this season has been when Max called George, like, what did George he call him? A, a or something? Like, no, he called him a dickhead. A dickhead. <laughs> like, what, that was the highlight of my season so far because I just need some more 
I need some more drama. Yeah. And we're not getting it. We're not getting so, it. Yeah. It's I'm here boring. for it. Let's yeah. spin them out. Like, let's do it all. And I'm kind of hate that the Fernando Ta- Taylor Swift thing wasn't true. I mean, I never thought it was, but I always kind of hoped it would be. I mean, what a two weeks of rumors it was, though. Wasn't it great? <laughs> it was a time. And that's why that's what shows you that how much we're lacking is that we were all so willing to grab a hold of this and run with it yes. because we just needed something to bring us that level of like excitement yes. and joy because we're just, it's not happening. This yeah. is not giving it to us. Well, I will tell you, our girl, um, Katie. Cavander, is that how you say your last name? The oh, yeah. CP girl at college? Cavander. Uh, Cavander. Okay. Yeah. I was she, just like Cavander, but. Uh, um, you know, I'm going to butcher her name. Shout so out. I'm going to let you take that. But she had a great yeah. tweet today that she said this tweet is intended for a very, very specific audience, but hear me out. Let's merge at F1 multi viewer with each of the camera angles from the Vanderpump Rules finale. Legit, I need ISOS. What is that? ISOS. What does that mean? Um, like it's like the perspective. Okay. Camera. I need ISOS. Like ISO. Like ISO. ISO. I, okay. ISO. Isolated. Got it. ISO. Yeah. It is the plural of ISO. Understood. <laughs> I need ISO isolated each camera angles. Cats members' facial expressions throughout the whole deal. She's not wrong. Okay. Like Katie, you yeah. you've broken the 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 cold the code. This is it. I need for Sky Sports. I need F one to get on this. And Bravo, Andy. I need you to pick up F one and and make it your own here, babe. But Let's do it. I want faces on each of these drivers at all times. Let me see it. Bring I don't it love me. the 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 cameras from the drivers. They gave me so much Blair Witch. Oh, uh, know, like, right? like your head's just like, like nausea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't get motion sick except when they turn that camera on. And I'm like, no, no, take yeah. it off. I don't want to see. <laughs> it makes my whole back hurt. And I'm just out on my couch being a lazy POS. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like even on the podium when they're when they're up there, like, let me see the other drivers at that point being like, let me give you oh, yeah, uh, yeah, what's, yeah. what are you saying under your breath? Like, what are you saying about this? Like, who did you dirty on the track that, you know, the camera didn't catch? Like, if we're going to make it entertainment well, that's and that's drive to survive it. Yeah. <laughs> well, true, true, true. Um, do you think drivers survive? Netflix was at Chloe's wedding because I'm really hoping that they were crossing my fingers. No, I don't. I mean, also, I don't know if I need to remind you this, but Daniel Ricardo is not currently on the grid. I know. I know. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. You, although maybe he will Lance's, be. This Nick DeVries. Lawrence have you seen there. this Nick DeVries? Have you seen this Nick DeVries stuff? About how he was in, it was supposed to be in my news and notes, but it, I oh. don't know what happened to it. My tab, my computer ate that tab. But yeah. <laughs> Nick is not doing so great. They've kind of like been putting him on high alert. Would you like that? Yeah. Would you like a Daniel Ricardo swap? Well, I don't think Daniel's going to come out this year. I've heard that Toto is really prompting oh, have. to have Mick come and take DeVries' place at Williams. Schumacher. Yeah, well, I've... Williams, so. Who knows? You know, who no, Daniel's very busy being, you know, with his new Enchante Rose line, which actually that Pink I hate sweater that is I'm sorry. fantastic. Oh, you can fuck that all the way co- off that with that co- comment. Okay, all the way off. <laughs> I like. Co- wait, you're you're getting people confused. Nick DeVries is not. He's on AlphaTauri. Oh, God, you're right. You're right. I I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, am I wrong? No, no I'm wrong. The, I'm wrong. <laughs> Daniel's a Red Bull reserve driver, and they've said, Nick, you could be out 
Yes. And Daniel could be in. That what I was referring to, I'm so sorry. This was if Logan gets the boot. Yeah. Then Nick you're getting would, all your yes, new guys. I'm looking at the the two white cars with blues, different blues, but got those. Yeah. My bad. That's not me. <laughs> I, I was wrong. I do a little thing was like, am I going <laughs> am crazy? No. You're right. I am wrong. <laughs> one, of us, <laughs> one of us has got a mix up. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm, this is for your guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should be monitoring this closely, yes. Shannon. I figured you'd have the news alerts on. No, like, I'm um, too busy looking at all of his other escapades, his social things. Other than- Honestly. Okay. I love Kristen Bell. And I think that that collection is very cute, actually. Like, I'm not going to order a sweater out of principle alone. But I do <laughs> think that that one, like, the Intarja, like, that sweater is very cute. But I think that commercial is it's just another example of, like, why I don't like Daniel Ricardo. Because that, it's, I feel like that just is a clear divider. Like, if you love that commercial, you also love Daniel Ricardo, which is totally fine. But it just shows why, like, that is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, this, I know, I mean, this is where we part paths, my friend, because I was all in. I mean, I had the countdown on my phone. I was like, Ten, I when does it go on sale? Did you get oh, it? Wait, yesterday at 10. No, I, I, had to, I had to pump the brakes on the merch. I, I have too much at the moment. And I really like that line, but that I'm like, do I need, I know that pink sweater is like, not my shade of pink though. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I oh, do get really washed out in that color. And I'm not going to spend $195 on a sweater that washes me out. I'm just not. And I love yeah, Daniel no, and I, he'll get choice. my money in other ways, but. Why aren't you wearing your bucket hat today? I mean, give the people what this they want. Bucket Why hat, would Danielle, you not wear that? This one? <laughs> She's cute. If you don't think I'm not wearing this to the opening of the pool this weekend, you are sadly mistaken because your girl's going to. No, I have of course. A I just. Cute little bathing suit that matches this blue. And it's going to be great. People are going to be like, what is I that? I'm like. You'd be wearing it every episode from here on out. Mm-hmm. I was honestly kind of disappointed, but I figured I'd wait till the end so I didn't have to look at it the whole time. Well, I know for next time to wear it just to piss you off. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to give you my predictions. Okay. I, mine are not as detailed as your shower thoughts on the race, <laughs> but my predictions are Max wins, but Checo and Alonzo take each other out. Mm, okay. Okay. And then Carlos, then Charles. Okay. So are we going to. No, 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 no. Carlos, no Charles. Heartbreak at Monaco for Charles continues. Damn and then maybe um a Mercedes, like Georgia. Georgia Give Lewis. me a Merc on the podium. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Okay. Okay. Well Sadness friends, for Charles continues though. That's I love that's it. I know. Do you, so you think the Monaco curse is still in effect for him? You don't think he's he's shaking it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think this is the time he's shaking either. So we'll we'll see. But we're I'm gonna hopeful. get some more. Or depressing piano music after oh. this race. No, give the man a Grammy. No. If you can't give him a world title, give him a I Grammy. mean, truly, <laughs> truly. Justice, I've said it a million times, but justice for Charles. That's our next yes. merch, justice for Charles. That's it. We're getting close, guys. We're getting close to the merch drop. In five to seven days, we should have everything figured out and sorted out, so we're good to go. Um, but also, if you have not already joined the F1 um, Fantasy League that we have going fantasy on. Fantasy League. Uh, hop over to the F1 app. We are push, push, all caps, pit crew. Uh, it's not too late to join. In fact, the winner of our last, who came in first, uh, we always give you a sticker, um, but she was from Brazil. So I had to send her with international mail. Yes, and international. Very excited. So thank you so much to our friends 
all over the globe who continue to support the pod. We love you so much. But please sign up for Push Push uh, Fantasy. Oh, not Push Push Fantasy. F1 Fantasy League because it is a lot of fun. Yeah, we love it. Although I'm, we're both not so great no, at it. No, we're so. terrible at this game. But you guys are we're crushing it, it, and it is so fun to watch. <laughs> and we are here going to clap you on the whole time. But you don't worry, you're beating we're, both of us. I'm you're like not the Haas good, and you're like the Williams of oh. F1. <laughs> Always in last, guys. Always. If I'm beating you, I'm sorry. <laughs> that means your team is. Full of hope as well. <laughs> Not doing well. Just like Haas, I'll have one week that does well and then return to the lower level yes, for a while. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, and if you want to keep up with all of us, uh, please follow us over on Instagram at F1 Push Push. Um, we're on TikTok at F1 Push Push and Twitter F1 Push Push Pod. It would make us happier than Shannon's Gordon invite to Chloe Stroll's wedding. <laughs> if you would follow us. Uh, and make sure to leave a review if you're enjoying what we're doing. And until next time, push, push. Push, push.